okay. I was done, so I guess. We like to have conversations before we start. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like to Fuck. press the button. <laughs> that is so funny if we just had a guy sit here who just clicked the button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just played an air horn. Just like the tech yeah. guy. That's all the guy did. What? <laughs> As I'm getting a Snapchat. Love it. Let's just turn that bit off. What? You don't want Snapchat to show up in your... Uh... No, that was my buddy in Halifax. Oh, fun. Going to Halifax on Sunday. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I'm not shooting now, so it's not the best. But <clears throat> your camera shoot anyway. Yeah, like that's my plan. I'm Become a camera. landscape photographer because they get paid so well. <laughs> I feel like this episode is just going to be shooting shit at everything. <laughs> <laughs> Don't become this, don't become this, don't become that. Uh, if you want to be creative, enjoy McDonald's. Uh, yes. <laughs> Can't confirm. What ends Works great. Commercial. You will definitely drop out of school yep. because of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing pretty good right now. So. Yeah, no. Can't complain. Can't complain. Oh, no. Sleep until 12 or 2 p.m. Hey. <laughs> Loving hey. life. Everyone's got some days. Or you can work for Uber Eats. Set your own hours. Yeah, then I got to drive to Ottawa. Yeah. It's like a 30 minute drive. And then yeah. I'm going to chill in Ottawa like two minutes. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not about that life. Oh, well. All right then. Yeah, he works for No, he just wakes up till 5 a.m. <laughs> Edits. Yeah. That's fine. There you go. Get off the move. Works out great. Fuck yeah. Can't complain. Yeah, look at all your followers. <laughs> My 3,000 and something of them. Yeah. Do they? Three. You got four. I'm not at four. Am I at four? Um, you better be at four. That's how much I look at my phone. I'm at four. Because <laughs> you, you and me were like pretty much at the same, right? And you were going down. I was going like the same. And then yeah, we... I think we're about 200 apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to be at four. Yeah, I think I'm like four, three. Yeah. So, uh, something. I just post so people don't think I'm dead. <laughs> it's really where it's at. What's your plan with uh, like Strats Media? Um, so basically, I did that just because... Um, because of what happened last year with that record label. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just separated myself from that because if you look up my name, that immediately pops up. And so for commercial work, I didn't want people to, like, Find be that. like, what the fuck? And yeah. then see that and be like, um, I don't want to hire you. So I set, created an entirely different entity. Smart. So, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That's what... yeah. Do you have any, like, plans with it? Yeah, I think I'm going to use it as, like, a commercial and collaborative kind of resource like for commercial work and stuff it's just like i'm working i have plans with pharaoh and i have plans with a couple other people for projects it's just kind of coming together so so you're gonna start your own company yeah i'm thinking so that's where i'm posting all my like motion work now um because i'm not known for motion so i kind of want to put it under that so it really sets everything apart as like a commercial enterprise yeah it definitely brings in my clientele and stuff like mm-hmm. that exactly which definitely helps a lot yeah yeah but do you like and like the end goal is it to have your own business and kind of run your own company or you like plan on like kind of working for someone else honestly as long as i'm getting paid i don't really have like <laughs> any preference hey, that's there. you know like when i was at west side studio and stuff like i was perfectly cool with just being there and helping out and talking to people because a you get free food and then b you kind of just don't have any responsibility you're just kind of like a resource and people like you and want to get to know you a lot easier than like the intimidation of being someone famous so that's fair i liked it better it was cool to see too yeah definitely environment 
What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Born to Create Podcast, run by ECF.media. Make sure to check out the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. Also make, also make sure, oh my god, I can't English today at all. <laughs> Two episodes back to back. <laughs> also <laughs> make sure to check us out on Instagram at Born to Create Podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube, please uh, do subscribe, leave a comment, leave a like. It actually does help a lot. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a rating. That also does help a lot as well. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. My name's Ace. I'm a 20-year-old photographer, videographer, and a passionate apple pie eater. And this is my Still co-host. Running with that line. Oh, I'm, running <laughs> with I'm running with it. No pies, though. No. no not. I thought about bringing you pie, but then I was like running low on time. So. One episode, I'll, I'll sit here and eat a pie. We need yeah, to. We need to. Just ASMR do, style. Yeah. Have just, a mukbang or mukbang. Mukbang, just like whisper. You should go oh, to man. like a bunch of different places and get a bunch of different apple pies. We'll do a pie thing right yeah. there. Oh. Yeah. Genius. I'm going to write that down right now, actually. You're welcome. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Watch that be the biggest podcast. I'll be like, yeah, Probably. hi, hello. I produce this episode. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> All right. I'm Frank, content creator and strategist. And today's guest is. Hello. I'm Adrian. I'm a photographer and retoucher, editor, videographer based out of Ottawa currently. Um, I do everything from weddings, concerts, any event in general. And then I also do a lot of commercial work, such as portraiture, product, or uh, promotional video work. Sweet. You just recently got into video, eh? Yeah. How are you liking that? Uh, I like it a lot. It's a lot of work uh basically my focus right now is doing a lot of after effects work um because that's really what i'm into so yeah yeah you do premiere as well yeah yeah, yeah. so most of the video yeah most of the video stuff i do i do first in premiere to get everything cut together uh because i've tried to set up videos in after effects but i feel like it takes a lot more work so i just don't, do it in premiere yeah. and then when I want to render something in After Effects, and I do it that way. Yeah, because it's collaborative, those two. It's like, yeah. Just, yeah. So much better. Especially yeah. being able to like replace clips with After Effects compositions. Exactly. Like so you yeah. have to render and screw up the files every mm-hmm. single time. Yeah, that's true. Are you doing a lot of like color grading and stuff as well? Uh, just starting to. There hasn't been a lot of projects where I've been necessarily allowed to, just based on the content of it. They're not really looking for color grading. So. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So do you plan on using like Premiere for color grading or do you plan on using or trying out DaVinci Resolve? I have played around with DaVinci Resolve for a couple of personal projects. Um, I was also thinking about making the switch just because of how expensive Adobe is getting. Um, it's a little difficult when you're starting out to be like a big creative and, uh, you know, the wires. <laughs> you know, trying to be a creative and, you know, being economically limited that way so it is insane yeah especially when people want to pay you an exposure rather than (laughs) you know actually hard currency well you're going to be famous on this podcast so like (laughs) (laughs) sorry i know that's a controversial opinion (laughs) whether i prefer exposure payments or being able to afford my rent (laughs) just so everyone gets this whole famous (laughs) joke I posted a story and then Adrian messaged me. He's like, I want to be on your podcast. I'm famous. <laughs> That's why we're making famous. Jokes. Yeah. I mean, if you look up my name, you'll see that there's tons of news articles, most of them negative about how I'm famous just because someone decided to steal one of my photos. But hey, publicity is publicity. Uh, you know, I don't know about that, but 
I just want to create and people don't want me to. Fuck them. <laughs> yep. No, thank you. I just I just want them to pay me. Just the money, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Skip the part. <laughs> it's going to be a great podcast. Yeah, it's good. It's wholesome. All right. Well, yeah. this um, episode is going to be rated R. Yeah. I love it. Uh, do you think going to school is like necessary to become a professional photographer or a photographer in general? Um, for me personally, I think it was like just on my personal journey. Um, I learn a lot better in controlled environments and I've been doing this since I was 15. So I just kind of reached a point halfway through university where I kind of wasn't seeing any improvement. I wasn't seeing anything really uh, changed for me and I was learning a whole lot from YouTube, LinkedIn, like any article I could find and stuff like that and asking other people I knew. Um, but it really wasn't like taking me to the next level. Uh, so for me personally, going to school just like made me quicker at learning, I guess, made me more efficient. Um, and it made me use my time a lot better. But I don't I wouldn't say it's like necessary for yeah. everyone because uh, one of the photographers in Ottawa I work for, he dropped out of two different schools and yet he does quite well for himself. So, oh, yeah, I yeah. The... yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's not necessarily feasible. I think it's really about your mindset. And I mean, if you're not really a school oriented person, then it's obviously maybe not the best environment for you. Yeah. And I mean it's it's not for everyone like you have to really put the work in because it is so structured um but if you have the drive to just teach yourself and like spend the time and you know work it out yourself then for sure do it that way but if you find yourself like just kind of coasting by then maybe looking into school might be a better resource yeah very true even like finding a mentor would help too yeah for sure just because it exposes you to so many different styles and like things you wouldn't do right yeah Yeah. client-wise as well right mm-hmm. you work with bigger clients and you would never use like audio gear anything like that mm-hmm. like different aspects that you learn just through either school or like a mentor or something yeah for sure and i think that's a different thing about school as well is it gives you kind of like especially for the algonquin program which is what i did they have such a broad network and because they have so much access to mentors of varying degrees um and they trust people coming through the program rather than someone just kind of sliding into the dms as it were and being like hey like i want to learn from you is that possible right yeah, so yeah. um they're more likely to take that person on than trust someone who's just coming out of the internet right? no doubt but what's one thing you didn't like about the, school? the whole i guess the school or the whole program in general um i think for me personally it was really like how subjective your art would be taken because maybe for example you have to hit certain criteria of like a lighting style or whatever or you have to have certain elements within the frame but for your artistic vision that might not be what you want to do um so the fact that you kind of have to cater your artistic vision to meet criteria in order to pass yeah that kind of to me was the most frustrating part um but I think it's necessary because you can't always do what you want, right? Yeah, especially um, for like paid jobs. Yeah, like... exactly. Like the client, and it's a good way to view it too because it teaches you that like the client is at the end of the day what they're what they want is what they want, right? So yeah. I'm dealing with that right now with a client where they have a very specific vision and we're trying to make it work, um, but my edit- editing style is very specific and it doesn't really align with theirs. So it's been kind of a lot of going back and forth to try and <laughs> compromise but you know 
Yeah, that happens too, and it's it's a been a twist. good experience for sure. Right? Yeah. One thing I didn't like, I find it focused like a bit too much on studio. Yeah. That's one thing I didn't like because, like, obviously, studio is important if you're trying to go like that whole route. Mm-hmm. But like, there wasn't that much like actually shooting with models. I find like if we did, there was a couple of, like times that they came in, mm-hmm. but there wasn't too much like actually like go outdoors with a model, which is like what I like to do. Like, it yeah. kind of caters more to like the whole studio side of stuff. Yeah, but do you think that like the school should be catering to like what you want to do, or is it good to put you in positions that like, hey, I might never ever be in a studio environment but the technical skills I'm learning in here I could feasibly take yeah. those skills and then go outside and use them right? yeah no doubt it's definitely good to learn that I just didn't like how we were kind of like always stuck in a studio type of yeah thing. it's just that's... To, a, to a certain degree I understand what that's what they're catering well, that's mm-hmm. and that's that. because that's where like kind of the money is at yeah but like I don't know I just find like it was like kind of like too much like studio or like strict like technical stuff and then the end of the day the client isn't really going to know if you did, like, a split, like, one-to-four ratio type of thing. Yeah, and that's fair, too. Um, so what would you suggest in that instance, then? Like, what can they do to make modifications? Like, do you think that they should have, like, a specialization where it's, like, commercial and then, for example, like, art, visual-based? So maybe it's yeah, more... Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, or it's just more not based on technical skills, but more, like, practice skills in terms of, like, actually interacting with a model, knowing how to make her comfortable for the shoot, yeah. how to set it up for her, or how to pose certain types of people for lighting, things yeah. like It's still technical, but it's how to interact with your client or your subject mm-hmm. or your product instead of just being, oh, here's a little like the mathematical interior. Like, yeah. Yeah, and that's stuff. totally fair. Obviously, that stuff makes sense to you, learn. You need to. You, like, yeah, sure, you need to. Do a, a couple classes stuff. on it, it makes sense, but like, I don't know, definitely kind of teach more other stuff, like kind of, again, like how to communicate with people as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like you're not going to really get those skills unless you're like actually in the mindset of a customer Mm -hmm. service, because that's what we do, right? We're basically no different than anyone working retail because we're serving a specific clientele. Yeah. So we have to kind of negotiate and navigate how we talk to them. Um, So I do do see the validity and, you know, talking having classes where you actually have to sit down and like cater to them but i think because algonquin is known for being a commercial technical photography school yeah yeah. um if you wanted to do stuff where it's more of your own style there's there's other options right so there's spow in ottawa there's like i think hummer and sheridan are more art schools rather than commercial schools so there are options out there but i think the focus for algonquin because Again, they're trying to set people up for yeah. jobs, right? Yeah, that's very true. Algonquin, that's like their whole policy is like yeah. setting people up for careers, not mm-hmm. just like, well, you know how to do this now, so have fun. Yeah. You know? But yeah, no, I see I see the point in that, though. Mm-hmm. I think that's important and maybe that can be addressed by them. But Yeah. I definitely like learning like the business aspect of stuff. Yeah. Because that definitely helps like in a way how to properly price yourself and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely helps. One thing I didn't like about, like, kind of, I guess, like, almost everyone as a collective in the program, like, mm-hmm. people were too focused on school. Yeah. That's one thing I found, like, people were too focused on school and, like, weren't actually going out and shooting their own stuff. Yeah. From what I kind of saw. Mm-hmm. 
like especially because like coming out of school you're kind of on your own right so if yeah. you're not already kind of starting to do that while you have access to all the equipment you're kind of in a in a way screwing yourself over for whenever you get out where you don't have that equipment yeah for sure yeah for sure and I mean because I've been doing this since I was 15 and I focused like in a lot of personal work I do concerts and stuff so it was kind of like for me it was no problem because yeah. I was always shooting my own stuff anyway oh, exactly. um but yeah like if you're just coming out of high school and maybe this is like something you might be interested in and you don't really fully understand mm-hmm. um that this is actually like a potential career I can totally see how someone's not really necessarily interested in shooting their own stuff right because yeah. they don't I think a lot of people in our program don't really know who they are necessarily or like have like their style figured out they're like at the point where they're like okay i want to try a bunch of different things right yeah whereas you found your style you have a style right kind of yeah (laughs) like still doing everything yeah yeah yeah, you're still doing everything but like obviously like i can tell the difference between a photo you've taken and a photo you've taken right whereas in the program like it's not necessarily clear that's the case for everyone Mm -hmm. um there are certain standouts like for example dalton carew's work like that's a very specific style yeah so yeah and uh what kind of got you into like shooting like concert photography like with bands and stuff like that um so i've always been around cameras like every trip i went ever ever went on with my family and stuff we always had a camera and stuff so i was always fascinated with cameras um and then when i was i think about 13 or 14 i they got me a camera for one of my birthdays um so i started shooting with that and then a friend of mine he plays in a local band um and so he asked me to come to their battle of the bands at ritual nightclub and so i photographed it they liked the photos so they kept like hiring me basically they would pay for my ticket for me to show up that's fair yeah you know gotta um, somewhere yeah you gotta start somewhere um so they would just cover my ticket cost and i would come out and photograph them um so then other bands kind of started reaching out to me uh to photograph them and then because I started posting on Instagram, uh, two online publications reached out to me, and then I just kind of kept doing it, and people oh. keep reaching out to me, I guess. That's pretty yeah. sure. I guess, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> I just post stuff, people message me, okay? <laughs> yeah, they just, you know, like... I'm just famous. Yeah, yeah, I'm just famous. <laughs> yeah, no, oh. that's cool. Uh, what, what did you think about having print integrated into your program? Was it useful? Yeah, like, I love print, I think it's a really important industry and it, I, I do think it sucks that it's probably not going to be around forever no, simply yeah. because I don't see many people really emotionally invested in having like photo books done, even with my own wedding clients, like no. trying to convince them like, yeah, you know, like the internet isn't going to be around forever. Like you're not going to always have like high res copies of this. You should probably get them printed yeah. and trying to convince them that like, this is something you that is so personal to you why wouldn't you want like an actual physical representation yeah exactly Um, yeah i i think if you know what you're doing print is absolutely necessary to your work especially for a portfolio um i think a digital screen can only show off the work as much as possible but having a portfolio book and people can actually see the detail up close and personal and you can explain to them that different papers will actually enhance their visions in different mediums like Mm -hmm. i think that's i think it's crucial like what i find which is great that they integrate it into like the photography program is that like you shoot sometimes your shot's a little magenta a little green a little Mm -hmm. this but when you print it out you actually see what's the problem exactly you see those little details like you were saying like you see and from there because you guys can do a lot of test prints Mm -hmm. so you can adjust 
and see, okay, my, sh my edit is not on par for actual printing. Mm -hmm. So it's not true colors, right? Because a lot of people I find tend, or on Instagram or for weddings and things like that, they tend to have like a green hue or like, everybody has like their different styles. Mm -hmm. Like it's their own style, but if you print it out, you, s you can see it looks a little bad. It looks this, mm -hmm. right? So that's what I like about the, your program, having print, it actually, like, yeah, it brings back print and it actually helps you be a better editor. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And it's and, like, yeah. yeah, like when you're retouching and stuff too, like print is a really good way to see your flaws because if you print it, for example, you're doing like a magazine ad or a billboard ad for someone, you can actually print it out and see this is going to be blown up like 10 times, 40 times. Like yeah. that's like if there's a hair in the face, like that's going to be visible. Yeah. So it gives you, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it gives yeah. you like an ample opportunity to fix your mistakes, right? And fix yeah. the color cast because if it's outside or depending where it's viewed, like we're not always going to have perfect lighting. So you really need to account for that as well. Exactly. So, and also it helps like where you place your print, right? Mm -hmm. If it's a billboard, is it in direct sunlight? Is it mm -hmm. this, right? So then you have to see what material you print on works best for that spot. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that people don't see because nobody actually touches print that much. Like, I don't know a lot of people that do print. Like, mm -hmm. your program, yes. But yeah. I mean, like, designer-wise or anything like that, not a lot of people do it yeah. if they've never been into it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I worked for a couple of print shops and that's how I learned all this stuff. Like, mm -hmm. every little factor matters. Like, yeah. even design-wise for, like, maybe if you're a real estate agent and you have, like, those for sale signs, you have to make sure when you hook it up, there's a gap at the top and at the bottom so that the air can pass by if there's crazy winds or rain. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all little factors you have to make sure when you print. Yeah, yeah. for so, sure. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. A little trick with, like, I don't know if you do it or not, but with the wedding clients, if you bring them, like, a 4 by 6 mm -hmm. of one of your, like, favorite photos and show to them, they might be like, oh, I really want this bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. could possibly help. Also, you have to have the access to a printer. Yeah, but. yeah and you can just yeah. integrate it into your price, right? Yeah, you exactly. can add like a $50 buffer for it. Or like, that's what a lot of people do. They have like a whatever amount of money for the deliverables. And it comes with like a USB and a couple prints. And from there, like it yeah. might upsell them to get some more. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny because people, I think the hardest part is pricing out prints because a lot of people don't understand that like oh i want 50 of this print it's like okay that's like a 200 print order like are you sure you want 50 of the same print yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and that's that's like the other thing you have to explain to clients it's like as much as i want to make money off you like i also want you to realize like you're going to be stuck with like 50 of the print and it's going to look bad on me if i don't like actually <laughs> yeah. inform you like this isn't what you want you want like 50 of different prints to give to people you don't yeah. want 50 of the same prints so. oh yeah so yeah when i was working at Staples. <laughs> well, I mean Staples. I was working at a Art Tech, uh, Right Tech as well. But yeah, like prints, like black and white, just eleven by seventeen prints, whatever, or eight half by eleven. We're like eleven cents. Like, oh, that's dirt cheap. I'll print two hundred, and they're like, oh fuck, it racks up to like twenty forty bucks. Mm -hmm. You're like, whoa, that's super expensive for paper and ink. Well, yeah, you just have to like, that's how that's what the price is, yeah. right? Yeah. You don't realize it until they print it, right? Yeah. Or like you print a whole binder for school like a lot of university students print it mm -hmm. and it's like a hundred two hundred dollar order and they're like wow why is it so much it's just like it is what it is yeah. and then mm -hmm. you have to make money right so then you have to like yeah, add a little a little like a 20 percent cut or something yeah yeah 
make it worthwhile. Because you have to go print it too. Yeah, especially <laughs> if it's like on a like a higher end paper too, then it's just gonna be like you want fifty of these prints on like a burrito paper. Well that's like a five hundred dollar print order now. And it's like if yeah. you put it on like a premium mustard, it's two hundred, like Yeah. You know, that will factor into the difference. But yeah. do you still print your work? Um not right now. Um I'm planning on doing it. I'm looking into getting some uh, more canvas work done. I really like canvas. Um, it's really good for because I have a lot of high contrast work, yeah. um, so it actually works really well on canvas for me. So I really like it. So I'm just looking into pricing and stuff like that, and what size I want to go for. I don't have a lot of space yeah. right now because I don't want to carry a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> That's fair. You know. Are you just like getting it ordered, or do you have your own printer? Um, I'm probably gonna order it. I don't have my own canvas printer, unfortunately. It's really expensive. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Oh man, build a frame for it too, to wrap. It. Yeah. Frames well, that'd be frames fun. Frames aren't bad though. Oh no. I think they're pretty cheap whenever. Yeah, you just there. have to know how to actually staple it down. Oh yeah, no, is I used because I did it for the exhibition and I used pliers because we didn't actually have a canvas pull stretcher. Okay. So I just used pliers, stapled oh, it, God. and then pulled and kept going, and it worked. <laughs> they look fine. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, there you go. Do what you can. Yeah. No one's gonna know. Nope. There you go. Well, yeah. now they will. But. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Broke gotcha. with expensive taste. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> kind of going back to the bands a little bit. What band do you really want to photograph? Um. Let's go like top three bands. Top three bands. Can they be artists too? Yeah. Artists okay. Bands. I'd probably say Janelle Monae. No idea I, who that is, but okay. Um, <laughs> she's a really good artist. She does like a lot of um, funk, kind of like rock r&b stuff okay um very inspired by prince okay so it's it's a lot of fun visuals um and then so janelle monet i'd probably want to photograph just trying to think of anderson pack he has a really good live show i saw him in toronto okay so. um and then probably lizzo actually she has a really good live show as well i've heard so hmm. Um, like R&B style or like rock and roll or yeah she's more of R&B hip hop style um, those are probably the top three right now mostly because I've been listening to them a lot okay. um, for like other genres of music I've pretty much photographed everyone that I thought would be interesting <laughs> for me personally yeah. um, there's like a couple of festivals that I would love to photograph but I mean, that would be cool to ha if it happens, but I'm not, like, hard-pressed about it if it doesn't. Yeah, like, I've yeah. photographed Post Malone and, like... Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, he was at City Folks. I was photographing. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's been a ton of artists that I've been able to... Very fortunate to have been able to photograph and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, I photographed my favorite band last December, so... Shit, that's pretty sweet. There yeah. you go. Checking off the list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Slowly but surely. Oh, know. yeah. Now, I'd love to photograph like ACDC in concert. That'd be sick. Yeah. I wanted to photograph Kiss actually when oh, they were here, yeah. but um, I was in Toronto for placement, so, or my internship, and so I wasn't here for it. Yeah. That was a bummer. Damn. Yeah, I saw yeah. ACDC in concert once. That was crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their concerts are sick. Pink Floyd, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah like the bigger more i guess the uh, international rock bands that mm -hmm. you know like they would be definitely cool yeah, mostly because they have like their <laughs> production together mm -hmm. so yeah definitely be sweet to like see how like behind the scenes and everything that goes into that mm -hmm. too. yeah for sure um 
But I actually find that when you get bands when they're up and coming, that's when they have the most energy and it's not, it doesn't read like a performance. It's actually like they're happy to be there. Not everything's going to be perfect, but it's still good enough that you have like a really enjoyable experience. And there are some bands that really know how to work a camera. And then there's other bands where it's like, "Eh, not really, but you still like their production is good enough that it offsets that. So, yeah. Yeah. How's that genetic? The the big halfway through. (laughs) It actually works out great. (laughs) Cause then I just find that, and I find where I clap, and I just sync it. Cause you still have the audio off the camera. Yeah, mm. I'm I'm buying a program for that. Too much program for that. There's a program. It's uh, like US. That syncs it for you. It's mm-hmm. two. Yeah, it's two ninety nine US, and it just like, like two hundred ninety nine or two dollars ninety nine. Oh, two nine two. No, two hundred ninety nine dollars. That just syncs it. Yeah. And it syncs it, so you just put your video, put your audio, and it just syncs it for you every single time. So let's say you're doing like a like a big event or whatever. You don't, there's no fucking dumbass claps. Like, you don't have... You can't really do claps half the time, right? Yeah, you can. Fuck it. In the middle of someone's talking, just clap. <laughs> well, huge conference call. You just have, like, the fucking president. <laughs> like, it looks kind of fucking stupid. <laughs> nah, yeah. Looks great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can so, yeah. also snap in front of it, though. At an event. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but you have to snap in front of, like, all of them at the same time, right? That's why you use that. Mm. He's like, just buy it. It's going to be, it's like two nine nine, but it's for life. Yeah, but do you need it right now? No. Well, it'll He's fucking... famous. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Like, come do you on. know who he is? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to help. <laughs> no, but like, it'll save you time, right? Like, how much time though? Well, if I'm not syncing up the audio, then yeah, it's going to save me time, right? If you're doing like, a bunch of stuff, that makes sense. Right? So yeah. l- l- let's say let's say I have a round table with four guests and ha- four lav mics, and I'm recording audio. Just, I just clap. Yeah, you can clap, but you have to sync them all up every single time. Yeah, you just find the dash. Like, you see the big mark there? You just find that, and then you just sync it with the camera audio. Or I can just put through program. <laughs> waste 300 bucks on a program that you can do for life but what if it's like i mean it I'm, sounds great but i don't know sounds great but i think i'm gonna stick with my uh prompts yeah my audio prompts, so. stick with my claps <laughs> that's fair if well, yeah if you're just working on one or two videos yeah okay but mm-hmm. if you're working on like 20 videos a week I'm, are you I'm, working I'm, on 20 videos no but i will be so like if i'm saving he's gonna be I'm on demand, guys. Like, it's hard to reach me. Yeah, I'm, I'm so <laughs> grateful that you were able to take time out of your day to join us on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, like, I have to come all the way from Orlando. <laughs> I picked you up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, I'm and I'm driving you home. <laughs> yeah, and I got another meeting to go do tonight. True. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, uh, do you find it, like, difficult or easier to get work being a girl? like this kind of photography world um you didn't read my question right but okay no, i did not i, I rephrased it for you do you want to re- <laughs> you can re-say your question if you like it's your question so it's all good oh, well um i don't know if i can quantify that because like i don't really i i think when i'm at shows and stuff when i'm working i get a lot more attention from uh a lot more men when I'm working just because it's kind of like I work in a very niche genre of music generally so I usually work in like heavy metal hard rock stuff 
because um, that really is the most visually entertaining sometimes in Ottawa. Um, yeah, so I kind of stand out at those shows, so I do get a lot more attention there. Um, I don't know if if I've been overtly denied jobs or you know passed over simply because I'm a woman working in the industry. I think there is a lot of like expectation that I have to work twice as hard for potentially half as much. Um, I don't know how true that is anymore because I do work, yeah. I do make a point to work with like a lot of um, women in different fields and stuff because um, I was doing my own interview series where I was interviewing diverse women within the creative community. Um, yeah, so it was interesting to talk to them and their perspective yeah. on it. I don't think everything is perfect, yeah. um, but I don't think necessarily that I get, you know, like I don't, I don't really find it challenging. I think it's challenging in general yeah, just right. to be a creative, <laughs> yeah. but I don't, I don't personally see the challenge of um, it being because I'm a woman. I think that maybe that there is a potential for that. Cause I'm sure I have heard that I've been passed over for jobs based on the fact that I'm a girl that is doing something very um, niche uh, for a woman to do, but yeah. I don't, like, I mean, I take that with a grain of salt. Like, yeah. I think my work oh, yeah. can speak for itself. And if yeah. people don't want to hire me based on the fact that I'm a woman instead of a man, like, I probably don't want, I probably <laughs> don't want their money yeah. or, like, them to be my client anyway. Yeah. So I don't think it's, like, necessarily a loss. Yeah. So, so let me rephrase it in the way I had it. Well, not, not this <laughs> question, but, like, my question. So, like, yeah. working with maybe, like, with models, because most, well, not most, let's say, like, if you're working with female models, do you mm -hmm. find it easier being a girl to, like, help them direct? Like, is it, like, the interaction easier? Because I know for us, like, there's a lot of, like... There's no one around here that says that, so continue. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I said, apart from this question, like, for us, sometimes, like, there's a stigma of, like, oh, they're just trying to hit on you, things like, like right? So, like, is it easier in this way of, like, getting to do the project as creatively as you want to without any of, like, that somewhat of a barrier? Limitations? Um, I think... Maybe, but I think it's more of the perspective that I can understand. I can put myself in their shoes, well, yeah, right? Because yeah, I understand that, like, yeah, I'm sure that there are client like times where the model has been put in, been told by a photographer, like, stick your tits out. It's like if you just arch your back or push your shoulders back. Whereas, like, the language you use, like, it doesn't have to be oh, yeah. super objectifying, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. So I think understanding that, like, the context and like the underlying meaning of words and how I talk to clients that's for sure comes from how I've been treated by men in my yeah, personal experience exactly. right but I don't necessarily like I think that's an enhancement and that I can kind of navigate that a lot easier right because I don't think I don't I think about that more I guess I think about that stuff a lot more yeah. than maybe like a male photographer would um but I don't, I don't know if it gives me an advantage necessarily because, oh, no. yeah. right? Okay. Like, it's just That's like, right. I think about it, but yeah. I think it, I think it would probably make the client more comfortable, um, yeah. that I use like language that isn't objectifying, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. but I don't know if that's like the be all end all. I think if anyone just used language where it was like, if you just could roll your shoulders back rather than be like, stick your tits out, I think that would make anyone <laughs> yeah. more yeah. comfortable. Right? <laughs> no doubt, so. no doubt. Like, both ways for guys and girls as models and yeah. everything, right? Yeah, yeah, and as long as you're, like, always checking in with your client and just saying, like, even with the opposite sex, because I do do a lot of work with men, 
Um, so like even just checking in and being like, Hey, are you okay? Like, is this, com- are you comfortable with doing oh, yeah. something like this mm-hmm. and stuff and taking those breaks and being like, do you want to go get water or stuff? Like for anyone really, it's yeah. like, yeah. it doesn't matter if like they're a man, woman or anything and everything in between. Like as long as they're comfortable, like at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter. So how is it working at like kind of West side? If you can talk about that. Um, so I can talk about what my experience like. I can't go into full details about some of the projects yeah, because they fair. have most. <laughs> some of them haven't been released, um, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was actually like I felt like I belonged there. Um, there is a really, really chill, um, very like warm culture. Like I never felt unwelcome in that space at all. Um, they really like teaching people they like guiding people but they also like people who help yeah so <laughs> if you're planning on going to intern or assist at west side be ready to help and don't wait for people to tell you what to do always ask for opportunities because yeah. they yeah. don't really want a dead weight to carry yeah um, exactly yeah because they're like one of the most prominent commercial studios in canada so it's like why would you go there to fuck around yeah yeah they don't, exactly. they don't have time to waste babying you around and helping no. you out for everything just yeah and I think that's like their, I think that was like a new experience for them that getting, at least this is what was told to me, um, that they didn't, they felt appreciative that they didn't have to baby me. Cause I would imagine that like they get a lot of high school, like fresh out of high school interns and not to say that this is the case for all their interns, but I'm sure that there's a lot where they get where they're like, Hey, like like people who don't really know what they're doing type of thing. Go like, do this. Like I shouldn't have to tell you what to yeah. do, you know? Um, or like there was apparently they told me one story that someone brought their portfolio book and was like, can you look this over? And it's like, no, like we're working today. Like you're here to work. I'm not here to like judge your portfolio. Like I don't care about that and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, it's like a really good experience. It it was really cool, uh, to see the cover, like such a large scale commercial size. It's actually a really small studio too. Um, so it was like four stories. It's not really like they have like, so it's a giant warehouse, but it's like, it only like, it's not as big as everyone would think it is. Okay. Like they do big production stuff in there, but like what I was expecting was like three or four blocks size, oh, okay. but it's really like, I don't know. Like it's like one block maybe like it's, it's like, it's just like a warehouse building. It's okay, not, it's yeah. not a, like it's not as big as like their reputation would make it mm-hmm. out to be. Yeah. Like, if that makes sense. It's a very nice size studio like they do have like four different studios and those are all like there's three of them that are four respective photographers so like chris gordonier shannon goon and uh matt barnes all have their own individual studios and then they have two um extra studios that one is for nikki ormead um and she has her office in the loft and stuff but and then they have one open studio so yeah. yeah, no, it's a cool, cool Sounds space. Like a busy, busy space. Yeah. yeah, so they do a lot of like um, bank work, basically, is their predominantly their clientele, but they do a lot of other commercial stuff for like big brands. So, like, they've done stuff for Maple Leaf products, Coors Light, um, the Toronto Raptors. Um, Did they do stuff for like Ariana Grande and stuff? Yeah, so uh, I think that was specifically Matt Barnes. Yeah. He did Ariana Grande's work. Um, he also has worked with The Weeknd, to my knowledge. Um, Pretty yeah. sick. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. 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 Seems chill. Yeah, no, super <laughs> yeah. chill. So yeah. kind of 
Like, what's it like being an assistant to a photographer? How did you like it? What did you take away from it? Um, for me personally, I actually preferred being an assistant rather than being a photographer. Because basically you get told what to do and they're like, can you go set this light up? Can you move it here and yeah. stuff? And it makes the day go by so much faster. Um, and like you get to interact interact with the clientele um, a lot easier because they're just kind of like casually talking to you. They're not yeah. expecting you to like, so I want this done. How do you do it? And it's like, I don't know. Like, that's not my job. Yeah. Um, but like if they like have a question or they need to like de-stress or something, like then that's what you're kind of there for. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. It was very casual experience. Like it was very crazy casual experience. I would say like, it wasn't, I wasn't allowed to talk to the photographer. I wasn't allowed to talk to the clients, which can happen, um, on certain shoots, but I don't like, I think it's great assisting cause you, you learn a lot. You see a lot. Yeah. Um, you really do take in how the photographer talks to their clients. Um, and you can kind of work on that when you're having those casual relationships with the client and sometimes they'll ask you like, what do you do? What are you into? Yeah. And that's a great way to start networking with people. Um, and then also just kind of like seeing how they like, for the example, the photographer you're working for, how they shape light. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, so because everyone has a different perspective on how we should shape light. Um, so it's cool seeing how you can like from start to finish someone's lighting style. So, yeah. yeah, that's why I liked it. Yeah, because I've been on a couple, like, video sets as well. And it's, like, I'd rather sit back and help them out because I actually know how to set everything up for them. Mm -hmm. And then you can just sit back and see how they do their stuff. Yeah, So you sure. sit back and you just observe what they do. And then from there, you actually learn a lot more. Mm -hmm. I, I find a lot more than you trying to shoot it. And then they're up your ass. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no, change this, change that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? yeah. So you can just see how it flows from there. Like yeah, 100%. Like, I think I wouldn't consider, like, anyone, like, a really a professional photographer unless, like, you have, like, you can automatically go into a setup and see, like, what the lighting's like and then be like, okay, I need the light here at 45 degrees at this setting. Mm -hmm. And just, like, if until you can do that automatically, like, I wouldn't really give anyone the quantifier of, like, I'm a photographer, but that's just me. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. As long as you're, like, you just have to be the master of light. That's what it's Yeah, is. basically. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any like big goals you want to achieve this year or anything you're trying to accomplish? I want to be famous. <laughs> yeah, we, define we can, that we, we already got you. Don't even yeah, worry about yeah, that. Don't worry. Uh, define being famous then. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be famous for good reasons. I want to be famous because like my work is like featured everywhere and not because like someone stole a photo from You'll me. You'll get so much exposure. Oh, you know, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good with All seriousness though. Yeah, no, sorry um no i i think for me like i don't really have like i've done quite a bit um over the like the last five years that i've been doing this semi-professional like i wouldn't even say that but like more so than i guess an amateur photographer yeah. like i've done quite a bit so i'm just happy to keep doing it um i'm always always excited i guess for new challenges um and doing new things like doing a music video that's something i've never done before doing more video work doing wedding videos and stuff like that like i'm excited yeah. to do just i really just want to be able to do everything um before i settle down in one specific field yeah um sense. yeah but for me up this upcoming year i guess is that i'm moving next year to toronto to work in toronto but it potentially for west side i don't know yet but 
um, just to be in that culture because you yeah. do like the level of, I guess, skill that I got there in comparison to here was like exponential. Like it's, it's unreal how much better I, I felt about photography from yeah. coming back from that experience. So just being in that environment, I think is where I need to be personally. I can't say that for everyone because it is kind of like a very different culture. Yeah. Um, it seems like more kind of go, go, go hustle than Ottawa. Yeah, like, but the nice part is, is that they have a very, like, rigid schedule, so, like, it's never anything, like, I've rarely seen, I was rarely working on the weekends, like, I was generally, like, working nine to five every day, which was kind of nice. It's not too bad. No, so I can't complain too much, but that doesn't include, like, the personal work that I was doing, like, I would go out in Toronto and do personal work and stuff, um, but yeah, like for me, it's just kind of like committing to like if I'm going to go to Toronto and stuff like that or yeah. just doing things that I haven't done is yeah. kind of like what I want to do. I don't have anything like dead set planned. Like, I don't know, being a superstar, photographic superstar. Yeah. I don't really particularly care That's fair. about yeah. like the end goal. It's just kind of, am I still happy doing this? Yeah. So are there you guys you still happy doing this? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Every okay. Have bad days, but yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but the, those comes those. with everything, right? No. As long as you're enjoying it still. Oh, yeah. Oh, so. Can't yeah. complain. Super fun. So how does it feel like being finally graduated? Uh, <laughs> finally got the paper. You're done. Well, yeah. I had to pay a parking ticket to get mine. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She got charged. Yeah. Wasn't that parking free? At... It wasn't free. Well, it was free at the... The Canadian Tire Center, yeah. but I had a parking ticket from Algonquin, so they withheld my diploma until I paid it. <laughs> they withheld my diploma for forty-five dollars. <laughs> wow! Thanks, Algonquin. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because that twenty plus K wasn't enough. <laughs> no, they yeah. needed an extra forty-five. So whatever, I gave it to them. I have it now. So jokes on them. Um, I would have been fine without it. I'm sure. I would have been like, oh, I went oh, to yeah. Algonquin. You know. Where's the paper? I don't know. Somewhere. Somewhere. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, for me, like, I've, I already had um, a degree, like, I graduated from Carleton in 2017. So this, for me, was just kind of like, this is nice. But, like, because I'd already done the whole experience, I was kind of like, I don't really need a piece of paper to kind of prove. And, I mean, it goes back to us talking about whether or not school is necessary. Did I really need the piece of paper? No. Will it help me like legitimize like when I'm applying for studio jobs? Prompt yeah. maybe yeah, like it might yeah. give me an advantage. But like mm-hmm. if yeah. someone has a really good portfolio and they didn't go to school, they could get the job as easily as oh, high yeah. school fifth grade. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you want to ask the next question? So I know you're curious about this. What? Oh, which one? <laughs> There's two. The top uh, one. <laughs> top one. It's okay. Hard. So what's your <laughs> it depends what you're shooting though hmm you wrote the question i know man. i don't know why i wrote that uh what's your go-to setup for studio hmm. this is super broad yeah no that's that <laughs> that's is super broad that's what i was like for what hmm. um well it kind of depends as we just yeah. kind of hinted at um generally when i'm doing portraiture i like to do like a two light setup okay. um if it depends like if i'm doing something high concept which is kind of like what I'm more known for when I'm doing like commercial work, I guess, is I'll do conceptual or like big production stuff. Um, so when I'm doing that kind of stuff, I'll use more lights. I think the biggest setup I have was nine lights. Jesus. Was that for product shots? No, that was for like a full, like big production, like mm-hmm. 
shot like i was trying to replicate like okay. a david la chapelle shot so i required live <laughs> would i recommend Fair it enough. no <laughs> um but it was a lot of fun and it looks really cool so did you end up getting the shot you know? oh yeah yeah no it's it's all it's been posted online and how long did it take you to shoot it like set everything it, up. Set, set, it, set everything up. It took me forty five minutes because I knew because I had okay. drawn it out and okay. I knew what I wanted exactly what I wanted because I had sat down and analyzed the picture to see where the lights were, so I knew exactly what I wanted. So it took me forty five minutes, but like just and then shooting it took like another forty five minutes. And Not then as soon as I got the shot, I was like, "Hey, bye! Like yeah. we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I'm going you." Home now. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it was good. Um, but typically I only, like when I'm doing my own personal work, I really like doing one light or two light setups. Um, cause you, I don't really like the way I shoot. I always balance everything and angle it. Um, so I don't really need more than that. Cause if you know what you're doing, you shouldn't need to be less is more. So. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. One light. That's fair. Yeah. Just to shape it. And yep. then, and then one's just a filler or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Do you have like a, what's like your kind of like biggest takeaway from school? I think the biggest takeaway is that the only limit you really put is on yourself. Like, and that really kind of sounds cliche to say, but it's, it really like the work won't get done unless you do it. You won't learn unless you do it. You won't get better unless you fail. Like, unless you're actually putting in the work. Um, and you're not limiting yourself like yeah you get bad critiques or someone like the client isn't happy with your work but that shouldn't really stop you from what you're doing like simply because one person doesn't like what you're doing doesn't mean that there's not enough people out there that wouldn't like what you're doing so I think really for school it's like you really can't limit yourself or you can't limit yourself to a singular way of thinking like sure I want to be a commercial studio artist but I can also do like natural lighting setups, environmental yeah. setups, like limiting yourself in general, like either in mindset or what you do. Like, I think that's the biggest thing I learned not to do. So, yeah, yeah that was a big takeaway. Can I cut the lightning round? Let's do it. You got the air horn set up? You know Oh, it. God, lightning round. Yeah. Let me just blast this. Yeah, lightning round. <laughs> I've so lost my energy since last episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're so good. All right, let's there we go. go. <laughs> You know what lightning round is? No. Okay, so basically, ten questions. ten questions answered off the top of your head as kind of fast as you can. Oh shit! <laughs> Damn. So, uh, you ready? Okay. Number one famous person you'd like to shoot with? They're dead. So Harry Houdini, but yeah, they're dead. Number two favorite food? Uh, chicken. Number three morning or night person? Night. Uh, number four, if you could live anywhere, where would it be? Uh, Bahamas. Number five, go to lens. 24 to 70. Number six, favorite drink? Uh, Dr. Pepper. Number seven, first thing you'd buy if you want a million dollars? Probably a pho pro photo lighting kit. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Number eight, who would you call if you got put into jail? Um, probably no one. I'd just write it out. Oh, that's, a, that's a new answer, actually. <laughs> there you go. Number nine, Mac or PC? Uh, Mac for editing, PC for gaming. That's fair. And number 10, what would you tell your younger self? Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> don't take shit from anyone. That's pretty much it. Keep, Keep it going. going. <laughs> <Good enough. laughs>
Oh run, Forrest, <laughs> run. Keep going, Forrest, run. Do you have any questions Ooh. for me and Frank? Do you guys like what you do? Yeah. 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 You have a good time? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. You enjoy the weather? So-so. Yeah. Depends. Here and there. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any regrets about not finishing the last semester? No. That's fair. Because I find in the end of the day, like we kind of touched on a bit, mm -hmm. like I kind of want my work to speak for myself and what I'm doing to speak for myself. And I was kind of already more focused on doing my own thing mm -hmm. than kind of doing school stuff. So it didn't really make too much sense for me to kind of go back. Pretty much like almost waste that four grand, possibly get asked to leave if, if I handed anything late or like failed mm -hmm. or stuff like that. I kind of just rather go do my own stuff and kind of continue on what I'm doing. Yeah, that's fair. Do you regret going into the program at all then? No. Okay. Because I definitely learned a lot. Like, I wouldn't have been doing printing if I didn't go to it. Learned a lot about printing. I now own a printer. Um, definitely learned a lot of business stuff and kind of like how to price yourself. Mm -hmm. Studio was nice to learn. Not that I plan on doing that in the end goal but it's definitely good to have to gain that kind of clientele and like know how to use lighting and stuff like that mm -hmm. so no i don't really i don't regret school but i'm definitely kind of in a way glad that i didn't do the first semester because mm -hmm. like well you guys mainly just kind of focus on like final portfolio and stuff like there wasn't a, a huge amount of learning in that right no yeah yeah right so i feel like definitely doing the first three i definitely learned a lot and kind of gained what I needed to know to kind of continue on my way type of thing. Yeah, fair enough. So I don't regret it. Yeah, fair enough. There you go. And the connections. Yeah. Like, in a true. way, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. That's true. <laughs> that's true. You wouldn't have the graciousness of famousness here. <laughs> Do you regret school? No. 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 I mean, <clears throat> it's graphic design, so it wasn't specifically photography or, like, video work. Yeah, well. So... It's but like, related. oh yeah, yeah. like Overlaps. that's how I learned pretty much the whole suite of Adobe. Mm -hmm. I pretty much know every most of the programs just because of that. So I don't regret it. Last year was kind of like a drag for me, which is like kind of useless mm -hmm. in my taste. But other than that, it was pretty good. I don't regret it. That's good. Learned a bunch. Three years. I'm 20. Still got a whole life in front of me. So yeah. hey, I'm not 20. <laughs> You're what? I'm 25. See, I was gonna say 25. Yeah. 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 Other than that, no. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, no worries. Thanks for, thanks for stopping <laughs> yeah. by. Yeah, no worries. Showed up late, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My own house. That's, yeah, it's fine. The weather it's, was trash. So. We, we made it back. Yeah. We I was it. actually very scared driving here. I was like, oh, man. It got so bad. So bad. Mm -hmm. Traffic, too. I don't know why it was that bad. Yeah. I don't know. Thank you guys for stopping by, listening, watching this. Stay tuned for upcoming stuff. Um, if there's any guests you guys want to see on the podcast, do let us know. If there's anything you guys want us to cover, let us know as well. Um, yeah, make sure to like and subscribe. Leave a rating on iTunes and Spotify. If you'd like to check out our Instagram, it's at Born to Create Podcast. You can check me out on Instagram at acf.media. FM.photography underscore design. Longest username on Instagram. And you want to plug yours? If you um, want. So I have two. There you go. Yeah, so you can follow me on Strast Media which I'm sure they'll link to if they feel generous yeah. or not. You can just try and find it. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> everything, we'll see. Will be, everything will be linked in the description. <laughs>
yeah and then my other one is just like concert photography so it's just my name you'll just look under famous photographer and then you'll find both of them yeah exactly there you go cool yeah peace out everyone stay woke have a good one guys